Good morning, uh, everybody. My name's Paul. I'm the vicar here. Very warm welcome from me, too. Uh, we're going to have our second reading, and I'm going to be teaching from Ephesians chapter 1, and Lydia's going to read it, but I would like you all to count how many times in this reading it is either uh, in Christ, in Him, or through Jesus, or something like that, through Christ. Okay, how many times that comes in Ephesians uh, chapter 1? It's 1 to 14, and it's found on page 1173 in the Bibles that you have with you. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, to God's holy people in Ephesus, the faithful in Christ Jesus, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ, in accordance with his pleasure and will to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. In him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us. With all wisdom and understanding, he made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ, to be put into effect when the times reach their fulfillment, to bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth under Christ. In him we were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will, in order that we, who were the first to put our hope in Christ, might be for the praise of his glory. And you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession, to the praise of his glory. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Uh, Let's pray together. Uh, Heavenly Father, as we come to the end of this year and enter the next one, uh, Father, speak to us. Uh, through your word. Help us to understand the things you have said to us, uh, that we might grow as followers of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Uh, Great. Um, I'm just looking at who we've got, because I've got got to choose some people this morning. So, just, that's great. Okay. Um, uh, How have you grown this year? It's not rhetorical. How have you grown this year? 
anybody taller than they were uh, this time last year? Put your hand up if you're taller than you were this time last year. Uh, it's definitely an age thing going on there. Good. Um, what about, uh, put your hand up if you're better at something now than you were a year ago. Oh, very good, because that could be like a musical instrument, it could be like riding a bike, you might be better uh, on a computer, you might be better at cooking, all sorts of things. Good, okay. Um, put your hand up if you've learnt anything this year. Good, okay. So we're all busy growing in lots of different ways. I wonder how we will grow this year. I wonder how we will grow together this year. Uh, in the book of Ephesians, Paul is interested in people growing as Christians, growing as followers and disciples of Jesus. And he has two prayers, uh, one in chapter 1 and one in chapter 3. There's more prayers, but he has those in Ephesians, and you can see he's praying for growth, that we would know God better, that we'd be enlightened, that means that the lights go on, we understand something, uh, that we may know something, and then in the second prayer in chapter 3, that we'd be able to grasp that something that is quite hard to understand, we would get a hold of, and grasp and understand, to know that we may be filled so he's praying for growth in Christians. And at the start of his letter, in verse 3 of chapter 1, if you've closed your Bibles, you might want to open them again. That would be really useful. Um, in chapter 1, it's page 1173. Right at the start of his letter, Paul clearly wants us to know how much we have been given by our Father in heaven. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. He wants us to know how much we have been given by our Father in heaven. And he wants us to praise God for it. To praise God means to say thank you and to, in modern language, big him up. The old language is magnify. To uh, enlarge our proclamation and understanding and thankfulness to God. To say thank you and to big him up. That's what Paul thinks we should do when we understand how much we've been given. Right, put your hand up uh, if you've received a gift of any sort in the last week. Okay. Keep your hand up if you've received everything you ever wanted in the last week. We've got one at the back. That's, we've got one at the back. That's good. Okay. But look what um, Paul wants us to know. Paul wants us to know that we have actually been given everything. God has given us everything. We should praise God for it. We should say thank you. We should say how great God is 
because there is nothing more of any importance that he could give than he has already given. Who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. Now even at this point, you might be thinking, that's not how I think. Is that really true? Well, there's, a, there's your first example of how you might grow in the coming year. Making more sense of the truth that Paul says we have every spiritual blessing in Christ. He's going to help us with that this morning. But there's one area where we could all grow as Christians this coming year. Now, absolutely everything good comes to us in Christ. So who was counting during the reading? Was anybody counting during the reading? I have to confess, I haven't actually counted myself, so I don't know what, I don't know what the right answer is. Uh, Mike? 13. And there were only 14 verses. So that's almost one a verse. You can see how all the things that Paul's talking about are through the Lord Jesus Christ are in him. Now, you should have a sheet of paper, uh, hopefully, or you can see one like that. You won't be able to read all that because the little bits are too small. Um, <clears throat> but it's exactly the same as what you have. Uh, and it's to help us to think about all these blessings. Now, at the top is a timeline. Ignore the big strange shape for now. But at the top is a timeline with three C's. Um, so what's the earliest event, the earliest uh, event that's mentioned in the passage? The very earliest event that's mentioned in the passage. Yes. Creation, well done, in verse 4. Cre I'm not going to fill it in, that was too technical. So uh, creation is the first C. Actually, before the creation. But the creation is the first event that's mentioned. Okay, what's the last event that's mentioned? Now, this doesn't begin with C in the passage. Some of the questions are quite hard this morning. And some of the adults will have to actually think in order to get it. Okay, so what's the last event, do you think, that's mentioned in the passage? That's the one in, well, I've given you a big clue. It says verse 10. It doesn't begin with C. Just answer the question from verse 10. What's the last event mentioned? F, f. The fulfillment. The, yeah, that's right. Uh, when the times reach their fulfillment. So there's a long word beginning with C, because I wanted three Cs, which isn't fulfillment, obviously, um, which... Um, I'll give you a clue. Sums all this up. Consummation. Very, very good, Delia. So, uh, you know when you, you might have a, what we would say, a consummate musician. That just means that that musician has got everything together when they do their music. Every aspect is covered, and it's, they are the consummate musician. And so the consummation is when everything is got together 
in Christ at the end uh, of time. Great. Now, there's another event in verse 7, which happens in between the creation and the consummation. It's a little bit cryptic. You'll have to work out why it's in verse 7, but what do you think it is? It's a five-letter word beginning with C, and you, as you've already picked up, it will be related to Christ. Cross. Well done. Thank you. So verse 7, do you see there is redemption through his, Christ's, blood, which of course he shed on the cross. Creation, cross, consummation. These are the three big events when you think about time. So you might think a big event would be your birthday or your first day at secondary school or passing your driving test or, or getting married or, or having a baby or any of these sorts of things. You might think they are big events. Well, I suppose they are significant, but in terms of the three big events on everybody's timeline, these are they. Creation cross and consummation. All in Christ. Notice. So where do we fit? The creation was like ages ago. The cross was a long time ago. And we don't know when the consummation will come. So where do we fit in Christ? How do we fit? Well, three things happened to Christians, the Christians in Ephesus, and we can take it uh, for all true Christians. Three things happened, all in verse 13. What are they? I've given you the first three letters. These are actually words in the passage to make it easier for you. What are the three things that happened? Anybody got the H? heard, and then what, what happened to the Ephesians then? But they're definitely blessed. What's in verse 13? Is that in verse 13? Is there two Bs in verse 13? Believed, heard, believed, and marked by the Holy Spirit. So they heard the message about Jesus, because it's all in him. They believed, they trusted, they relied on the message about Jesus. And they were marked by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit brings home to us everything that God is doing in Christ. The Holy Spirit brings it home to us to our hearts. And so they heard the message about Jesus, they believed the message about Jesus, and it was brought home to them by the Holy Spirit. And as, as Christians together then, as the new year comes in, this is how we're to think about time, and this is how we're to think about where we fit 
we are people, the Christians gathered together, we are the people who've heard, believe, and are marked in Christ on that timeline. With creation and cross behind us and consummation to come. That's where 2024 fits. That's where we fit in 2024. And remember, Paul wants us to grow as Christians. And he gives us at least six things to help us. Now, they're all in the uh, word search. Um, I've discovered that when you don't actually list the words you're looking for, word searches are really quite difficult. Um, So I'm sorry about that. Um, But... There are six words, there's actually seven because there's one that's accidentally been created, but there are six words in that word search which are almost all in the passage in in that form, but you might have to do a little bit of interpretation to get the word. It doesn't matter what uh, what order we go through these, but each word will have a, a right understanding So the word will link to one of those sentences on the right, and it'll also have a wrong response, which will link to a sentence on the left. I think Andy's going to come and um, do some magic, uh, possibly, on here. So has anybody found any word in the word search yet? Phoebe. Redeemed. So Andy, he cheated, he's done them all before. So you've got to try and... I'd draw a line, not a circle. You need to tap a colour. What colour do you want? Yeah, blue. Okay. We haven't rehearsed this. Um, so there is redeemed. If you're looking for it, that's where it is. Well done. Okay, now what do you think is the right sentence that goes with redeemed on your sheet? What's the right response to that? Any idea? The, what, where do we, there's, there's, there's some sentences on the right. Chosen's another word. Do you want to, we'll do chosen next. That's, do that in a different colour, Andy. <laughs> um, which of those sentences? Look, the, can you see the sentences? I've lost my sheet. Where's my sheet? <laughs> right. Do you think it might be the first one? We have been fully forgiven forever through Jesus' death. Have a look at verse 7. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of his grace. Do you see uh, the freedom that that brings to us? doesn't matter who you are, what you've done. There is forgiveness of sins in Christ. Um. What would be a sinful uh, response to that? I say sin because sin, remember when we talk about sin, part of sin is pushing God to one side. And so anything that pushes the cross, the death of Jesus to one side, is a wrong response to what God has done in Christ. So which of those sentences on the left pushes the death of Jesus to one side? Are you just not trying, or is this too hard? It's not too hard. Come on. Which sentence do you want to go? I'm, uh, the, yeah, the second one. 
And he gave you a big clue with a blue line. So God could have made us suitable for himself. God is too pure to, to, to look on evil. So we're not suitable for himself when we're still unforgiven. We're not suitable for him. But he's made us suitable for himself uh, through the death of Jesus. But if you want to push the death of Jesus to one side and push what God is doing in Christ to one side, then you'd say God could have made us suitable for himself without the death of Jesus. No. So as we, what are we, how are we going to grow in 2024? We're going to keep the death of the Lord Jesus right before our eyes the whole year. We're going to try and understand how his death brings us forgiveness more and more through this year. Okay, let's go a bit quicker. Chosen. The second one. We were chosen by God who doesn't make mistakes. If you're a Christian here, you might think you've, you've kind of made the really great choice, but it's better to think God has not made a mistake in choosing you. That ought to cause us to praise him, that God intentionally chose you. And he chose you to be holy and blameless. Now, what would be a sinful response to that? It's the bottom one, isn't it? God shouldn't have picked people. You quite often hear people talk like that. God shouldn't have chosen people. But Paul says one of the great blessings is that he has chosen us. I'm supposed to be getting some children up to help illustrate this. Right, who, uh, who wants to do the, do you want to come and do the chosen one? Come on then, you can still answer. Was that why you put your hand up or were you answering another question? I'll let you off if you're answering another question. All right, okay. Um, well, okay, well this is, this is all right, isn't it? Because we're doing choice, aren't we? So I'm just going to choose, oh... David. So David has been chosen to be holy and blameless. So this is my cleanest, newest white t-shirt. So can you stick that on? Should fit. There you go. And then sit on this chair on the end. <laughs> Good lad. Chosen. To be holy and blameless. Uh, would, you like, would you like to be, David, would you like to be as perfect as Jesus is? <laughs> Interesting. Because that's what we have been chosen to be. In verse 4. Chosen in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. Now we had redemption as well. Um, who, who got redemption? Who got redeemed? Was that, was that you? Do you? You're still working. Everybody's working. Maybe I'll pick on an adult. Lydia, come and be. Yeah, yeah, Lydia, you come and be redeemed. Um, you just got to sit in the chair and hold this. Chair number three, because we didn't do them in the order of the passage, but that's fine. Okay, so uh, that's redeemed by the cross. Now, how would you grow here? Well, maybe through 2024, we need to grow in understanding more of what it means that God has chosen me. 
We might think quite a lot about how I have chosen God, but God has chosen us, according to Paul. Right, I need another word. I've only done two. Uh, Sean. Sealed. Yeah, so that's uh, third column, starting with the second letter. Sealed, or seal. Uh, which comes uh, later on, doesn't it? That must be, that, that must be the very end. Um, Sean, do you want to come and sit on this chair or not? <laughs> You've got to sit on this last one. The you know, stairs are there. All right. Right. Um, something is sealed. The future is certain. Um, this is this is a this is actually my passport. Um, that's that's. Don't look at the picture. Um, so there's my passport. There is a guarantee that wherever Sean is in the world on whatever day, the passport says you belong. As a in this case, as a UK uh, subject or citizen. A seal guaranteeing where you belong, where your home is, where you can be. Okay, um, you can work out the sentences. Did, we, did you work those out, Andy, for sealed? Um, what, what, which one was it? <laughs> it's, uh, we will certainly enter our inheritance, that's right, and God can't make sure his purpose will be completed on the left, the one up from the bottom. Uh, that somehow uh, God won't succeed in getting me all the way to his heaven. That's a bad response to what God has done. We should be the most certain people in the world about our future as we head towards the consummation. Okay, next one. Isla. Revealed, very good. Uh, right at the bottom, starting at the bottom right-hand corner, we have revealed, and the sentence on the right, we can know everything that God knows we need to know. Imagine that. God knows exactly what we need to know, and we can know it, because he has revealed it to us. Um, that's in verse 9. He lavished on us with all wisdom and understanding. He made known to us the mystery of his will, which he purposed in Christ. So everything that God's doing in Christ has been made known to us. Alice, come and uh, jump on this chair and hold a Bible, which is how we discover what God has revealed. Well, there's plenty of scope for growth there, isn't there, in 2024? We've all got Bibles we could read more and Bibles that we could try and understand more. Scope for growth. Next one. Uh, one, two, three, four. We've only got two to go. Anybody found another one? Um, oh, yeah, is that you, Zach? What have you got? Do you want to add three letters to the beginning of destined? Uh, 
predestined. Start to the top right-hand corner. Right, Zach, you've got to now come up because everything has been um, prepared for you. So uh, you've come out of your chair. You're walking down this nice aisle, which they've cleared for you. And then we put some steps in for you so you can get up. And it's all ready for you. And then here is, we're predestined for adoption as sons. So you're going to belong to the Father. I've given you a wolf shirt. Sorry to any Everton supporters in today. Uh, you can stick that on. Your dad won't mind. He, he knows deep in his heart that wolves are better than Liverpool. Um, so, predestined. Everything is in order. God puts everything in order. All the steps along the way so that we are adopted to sonship. He predestined us, verse 5, for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ. Everything is placed so that we belong, adopted, part of his family, God organises all that. So, are you ahead of me? You are, good. God has organised everything in just the right way for us to belong to him. And we might say, you see, God isn't moving things forward the right way for us. But Paul says he is. And we can all grow in trust of that in the difficult circumstances that we face. Because life's not straightforward, but Paul says that God is ordering everything in just the right way for us to belong to him now and forever. There's one more, which is actually two words, and Andy's going to give you a clue. Third line down, working backwards, made heirs. You were never going to get that. because Did you find that? You found... You found made and then heirs. That was sneaky because I'm using the footnote to the reading from the NIV uh, for verse 11. So you'd have done well to spot that. Um, made heirs. Isla, you can come out now because you've done a lot of work and I need one more. Ah, yeah. <laughs> it's fine. So... Um, we're made heirs. We're going to get something. So what does it say on there, Isla? Christmas. It's a Christmas present, and it's for 2024. And this is genuinely a Christmas present to you for 2024. Say the check. So um, we are made heirs. So there is something coming, but it's not all here yet. It's... 51 weeks away, nearly, until that can be opened. You may find, need to find a young cousin for that particular present, I think. I mean, you might, but you might enjoy it. Um, great. Okay. Everybody's here. Now, um, what was I going to say about that? Uh, uh, yes, you may. <laughs> um, our inheritance has been promised. God has made us heirs of our inheritance and that uh, inheritance ultimately is him. 
and he has made sure that it will happen. Right, all these accumulate. I do apologise for making people sit for so long. Yeah, well done. So, all of these are true for all of us as Christian people together. We're all chosen to be holy and blameless in God's sight. Have you thought about that? What it means for you and me together to be as perfect as Jesus is. God has organised everything and put everything in place so that that will happen. We will be adopted. We are adopted as his children. So these go together. Chosen to be holy and blameless, adopted in his family. So, um, David, you come uh, to Zach. Zach, you get up as well and come. Okay. And then to make this possible, the Lord Jesus came in order that our sins might be forgiven. So that's how this purity is won for us. So Lydia, you need to get up as well, but we can leave the cross here because Jesus died once for all. We will celebrate the cross the other end, but it won't be there. Jesus will be alive. Um, We will grow in understanding all these things by reading the scriptures together. We'll understand more and more as we go. And the scriptures will make even more sense to us, I think, uh, in heaven. We'll see their full glory. So we can come along. So we're all this together. And we're all, we all have our inheritance waiting. We've all been made heirs. And we're waiting for that to come. So we've all got the present. And it's absolutely guaranteed because God has sealed us by his Holy Spirit for our inheritance in the end. So I didn't know whether to put all the T-shirts and books and presents on one person or bring 150 T-shirts and give everybody a T-shirt and a wall's top and a Bible because it's all of these things for all of us together as God's people. That is who we are. That is what God has done in Christ. Do sit down. Uh, In fact, you can actually go all the way back to your seats if you'd rather. I'll have my passport, thank you. You can keep that, Isla. That is genuinely a present to you for Christmas 2024. Yeah, let's keep my nice T-shirt clean. We're nearly there. I was going to say, what's, what's the Holy Spirit's first great creative act? The first great creative act of the Holy Spirit? Creation, Genesis chapter 1, the Spirit was hovering. What's the second great creative act of the Holy Spirit? I'll give you a clue. What's the second great creative act of the Holy Spirit? The incarnation, the birth of the Lord Jesus. What's the third great creative act of the Holy Spirit? The new creation. So that's why the Holy Spirit is the deposit guaranteeing the new creation, the consummation. He is the creator. And we see in those three great moments... The Spirit's work. 
And so we are new creations already heading for the consummation of all things. That's why we live in the age of the Spirit. Now that weird shape around all that is simply to try and visually say it's all in Christ. It's all out of his love. It's all his grace and kindness. There is nothing that we've looked at this morning that is in any way unkind, is in any way deserved, or is in any way possible outside of Christ. So how will you grow this year? Um, Remember these two prayers? That we'd known better, that we'd be enlightened, that we may know, that we might grasp, that we might know, that we may be filled. Well, what does Paul want us to know in the first prayer? That we might know the hope to which he has called us, the riches of his glorious inheritance and his incomparably great power to get us there. What a comfort to know that our journey down the timeline will be completely completed by our God. His second prayer, that we might grasp how wide and long and high and deep, is the love of Christ. To know this love, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. That's growth, isn't it? To be filled to all the fullness of God. That's what Paul prays. That's Christian growth. You might get taller this year. You might become more skilled at some things. But together, we can move towards all the fullness of God by understanding more what he's done for us and understanding his love for us more. That is Christian growth. It's where it all starts. Everything else flows from that. Getting clearer and clearer about what it means to be chosen, predestined, redeemed, to have things revealed, to be an heir and to be sealed. Christian growth is getting clearer about that. And Christian growth is getting clearer about how God has loved us in Jesus. All our thoughts and words and actions will flow and grow out of being clearer and clearer about those things. That would make a great 2024. If we did that together. Three things for us to do. Meet. Meet like this. Meet in small groups. Meet in SOS and SPLAT. Meet one-to-one. Meet informally. Meet with other Christian people. To read. You might read with someone. You might read as a family. Uh, You might read alone. The Bible to read. But there are other books that help us to get clearer and clearer about all these things. Meet, read, and pray. 
with others in a small group, on your own, with family. Pray Paul's prayers for you this year. And let's grow together as disciples of the Lord Jesus. Which bit did you not get? There's your opportunity for growth. Which bit would you love to understand that a little bit more? There's your opportunity for growth. Let's grow together in this coming year. Let's pray.